Welcome to Metaphysical Romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck and co-host Reverends Bill Holton and Cher Holton. Discover practical applications to bring 21st century metaphysics to work in your life. Here's your host, Paul Hasselbeck. Welcome to another edition of Metaphysical Romp 2 MR2. This is the Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck having yet another beautiful day in my consciousness. And I'm here with my friends. Hi, Bill. Hi, Cher. Hello, hello. This is Reverend Dr. Cher Holton coming from the Durham, North Carolina part of this wonderful kitchen table. And it is another beautiful day in my consciousness. And this is the Reverend Doc Bill Holton. I'm also at the Durham end of the kitchen table. And it is very definitely another beautiful, beautiful day in my consciousness as well. And as you guys know, Shara and I are the happy co-founders of a thriving Unity ministry. And our name is the Unity Center for UniversalProsperity.com. We spell it Y-O-Universal because it really is about your spiritual growth and happiness. Yes, and because we care about you, we give you an easy way to find us. Just go to ucfyp.com, and we will welcome you with open arms. Yes, indeed. And I have my website, paulhasselbeck.com, where you can find my calendar as well as my weekly blog called The Absolute Word. And I have a factoid for you guys today. Right. Drum roll. There you go. People can't hear it, but drum roll. <laughs> In June, we will have been doing this together for seven years. Really? Wow. And why is that significant? Because wow. I did it alone for seven years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? People have done it as long with us as you did it alone. Yes. Yes, indeed. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? We've stuck together yeah. like birds of a feather. Like birds of a feather. <laughs> and I just want to say for our listeners, um, we, the three of us are proud to say that our particular podcast is in the top 20 podcast in spirituality. Yes, according to some of the lists on yeah. Google. So yeah, we always go with the list that put us the highest. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, one list. I think we're in top 10. So yeah. so we are about spirituality, pseudo-spirituality, science and pseudoscience, and most importantly, making it practical. Yes. yes. Well, what do you what do you say? Putting it on What's that about the practical feet? feet walking the spiritual path on practical, practical feet. feet. God, I should be able to do that in my sleep. <laughs> okay, so we are in part two of several parts, taking another look at principle and law. And so a place I wanted to start was to pull up the information from Merriam-Webster. I often refer to it, but I want to give you the exact quotes. So if you look up principle as a noun, it's called a comprehensive and fundamental law. <laughs> and another one is an underlying faculty or endowment. Mm. And so I separate the two out. It's confusing to use principle for both. And underlying faculty or endowment works perfectly with the 12 powers. They're known as 12 faculties. And there's a bunch more of those things because the 12 powers are actually 12 principles. And so we have lots of faculties. The thing is, we have to discover them and learn how to use them. And the same is true of the laws. So, Cher, you want to introduce 
the material today? Sure. And we're continuing, as Paul mentioned, with that list that he discovered uh, that he pulled out from some of his material. So we're having fun reading it and adding our new perspectives to it. And today we have reached the law of allegiance, which is interesting. So the law of allegiance says this, first of all, the quote, there is only one power in the universe. What we acknowledge to be our master to that we are a servant. If we insist that, quote, there is a lot of evil, then we become a slave to all that is sordid and mean. A material God ties our sense of security to locked doors and bank vaults. If God is our source, capital G, God is our source, then wisdom dictates order to our affairs and we are not subject to the whims of the world. Oh, boy. I I, will, I can see a lot of tearing apart yeah, of this. I, I, so this is one that after we dig into it, we're just going to throw it out. Yeah. It, 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 so so first of all, law of allegiance is is simply saying well, what you have allegiance to is is going to be first in your life. Priority. A, pri- it's what a, pri- a priority. But it's it's not like some of these spiritual laws that you have to do. Right. Okay. So if you think of thoughts held in mind produce after their kind, you're going to be thinking. So you're going to be producing thoughts and you're yeah. going to be producing after their kind. But allegiance is sort of a wishy-washy thing. And it begins with that common statement heard in the unity movement there is only one power and one presence, or there's only one power in the universe. Well, that's heard in in the way we understand power as human beings, Mm -hmm. as in power over. But that power is really the principle of power or the principle of dominion. And that is a key power or presence in our lives. Yeah, I think the reason it was important for us to do this particular law, the way it's written here, just to talk about it, is that it contains a lot of beliefs that people are still holding and they've been inappropriately taught. And then people make up their own meaning of it, too. And then they just say it mindlessly without realizing what they're saying. Well, and something that that relates just to what you guys just said on a little bit different subject, but the same outcome when you keep something uh, that you, you have been taught years ago and you still believe that something is true when it really never has been true. For example, I just found that as of yesterday, when I found the documentation, the research, out of the 332 billion pe- a million people who live in the United States and who are Americans, over 6 million, almost 7 million of those people still believe in a flat earth. Can you believe that? Here it is, 2023, and over 6 million Americans believe that the earth is not round, it's flat. Can that? Can I just tell you that hurts my brain? <laughs> I know. <Really? laughs> wow. So amazing. And it's so, what people do that once they believe something, they don't want to let go of it. Well, don't confuse me with the facts. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or, or let me, or they, they, what, what's the word? They believe alternative facts. Alternative yes. facts. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So as with all of these, there's a truth kernel in here. 
what we acknowledge to be our master to that we are servant. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's truth on that, but it's not a law. <laughs> that's the thing. If we insist that there is a lot of evil, then we become a slave to all that is sordid and mean. Oh, no, 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 no. No, there, there's a lot of crap and evil happening in the world today, and there always has been. Yes, exactly. Right? And the focus is where do we put our focus? Can we rise above that? So we're aware. I think it's important to be aware of what's going on. But then we can live in a place in our own beingness that's not part of it. Yes. I mean, it would be really not smart to go into an area that's known for high crime and think right. you can walk through it yeah. with impunity, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. And so the, the but the other thing is is that this is what we chafe against is people primarily in the uni movement who believe in the God of their childhood and they do hold an allegiance to it. Yes, right. They and they have a hard time letting it go. And that's where you fall into all those little platitudes when something horrible happens. Well, God has a better plan or we're not we don't we're not meant to know or understand Mm -hmm. and all that. It just it it just and it defies the very way they describe God. Yep. So I say we we give God a break at every turn. Yes. (laughs) Yes, And, And, you know, I call that kind of belief, the kind of belief we're talking about as septic dogma and any doctor will tell you you don't want to get septic (laughs) (laughs) the the last line says if god is our source then wisdom dictates order to our affairs and we are not subject to the whims of the world oh my goodness (laughs) that's a bunch of baloney now so we we don't have to be subject in our consciousness Right. And but that's the difference. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. So yep. I just want to throw this one out. Yep. And if anything, a law of prioritize priority, like, yep. do you know what your values are and have you prioritized them? Because once you know your values, your decision making becomes easier. Yeah. And I think this does relate to some of the things we we can read in scripture about the uh, the rich man that Jesus has the conversation with and the rich man didn't want to give anything up. And so Jesus said, you're SOL. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there's a truth to this, but don't see it as a law. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So we can leave that one behind and move on to the next one. Yes. Okay. The next one is the law of support. Be not therefore anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we wear? That's the quote. The same force that creates us is a perpetual potency to sustain us. That presence in us has nothing whatever to do but work for our highest good out of its absolute unconditional love for us. Isn't that beautiful in a way? It is, you know, this is God will take care of us. We can hire a minister even though we don't have enough money. Because God will provide. Well, that phrase, what shall we eat or what shall we wear? Because folks, now I wear a lot of black, so I don't have to worry about what color I'm going to wear each day by and large. (laughs) And Sharon and I ask, what shall we eat every night as we prepare for our evening meal here uh, for our air fryer? (laughs) There you go. And, And it says the same force that creates us. Well, I... 
I don't believe in creator God anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. So it throws out that sentence right there. (laughs) And that last sentence, I mean, I think that last sentence, which is that presence in us has nothing whatever to do, but work for our highest good out of its absolute unconditional love for us. That sentence is where people have so much trouble letting go and rethinking the definition of God. We're finding that in our mentoring Mm -hmm. groups that, that, that is okay. I can change the way I think about God, but now I feel alone. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that, that thing that you're talking about is blind faith, blind faith and a power greater than oneself that is going to take care of you and protect you and that sort of thing. In fact, I'm just going to do a little anecdotal story. There's a person I know who is a licensed duty teacher and a minister, a wonderful human being, and they moved into a new neighborhood and she almost lost her life to a pack of dogs that that the neighbors had. She was in the hospital for weeks. So it's like, okay, so where's protector God in that? Mm Yeah. Yeah. And as it says here, that that presence has nothing whatsoever to do but work for our highest good. Where is that presence then with the woman you just talked about? And what is where is that presence for those who have a serious health challenge and and, uh, aren't cured? Yeah. So one person killed and the other person is not hurt at all. Well, that doesn't seem weird. Yeah. Yeah. So so the way we could make this work is that there are a body of principles and laws that we can use our consciousness, learning about them and applying them. And that's our support. But it's more like. Going to Amazon to getting something or (laughs) or one of the one of the metaphors I've been using is, is that all these principles and laws are in your pantry like flour and sugar and stuff like that. Well, that flour and that sugar is going to sit there forever unless the consciousness acts on it to make the cake. That's right. Amen. That's like I say, you can't finish the project if your tools are still in the toolbox. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. It would be the same thing. You can't make that recipe if all your ingredients are still in the pantry. That kind of, (laughs) it's the same. Right. So there is the fact that there is support, but that support has no agency to support you. Mm. And that's Mm. where it's so important to build your network. I mean, not only your, of course, your alignment with your higher nature, because that is that, that you have, but also if you want something with skin on, you know, start building your network and make sure you've got people there that will support you and help you when you have those little moments of lapsing or dark night of the soul or gray night of the soul or whatever. And I think that's why we have our groups. Absolutely. I have my inner circle and I'm there as moderator and providing information. However, the people are supporting each other and supporting me. And that's such an important part of being fully human. Right. Yep. Absolutely. We and, need that. and it's important to know the environment you're in and what resources are in that environment. Yes. yes. The more yes. you understand, the more effective you can be and the more supported you can be. Yes. You have to know it's there. I think we us do one more. Yeah, I think we've taken that one. <laughs> we really must have taken that one apart. OK, the, la- the next one, the last one we're going to do today is law of consciousness. So a man 
poor woman thinketh he or she is. Come on, let's put this into. As we think we are. I, that's yeah. how I phrase it. <laughs> you know, as as people think they are. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yes. Our mind is our world. Yeah. Our thoughts. Our thoughts are the tools with which we carve our life story on the substance of the universe. That's an interesting sentence. <laughs> when we rule our mind, we rule our world. This is so full of, of those phrases. Yes, right. When we choose our thoughts, we choose results. Our life is what we think. We think positive and life becomes positive for us. In consciousness. Just so irritates me. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> That's because that's where people think all I got to do is think and then it's going to appear. Yes. There's a huge step left out of that. Yes. Yes. There are wonderful facts in this. Our yes. mind is our world. Well, our whole existence as human beings is through our perceptions, right? And mm. so I experience my perceptions. I don't, yeah. I don't ever experience this cup as it is. I experience it as I think it is, right? <clears throat> yep. And different people can see the same thing or be in the same situation and have totally different perceptions and experiences in yep. the same place. So then the next that. sentence says, our thoughts are the tools with which we carve our life story on the substance of the universe. And I would say, which we carve our life story out of the yeah. substance yeah. of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And if we don't do it the way Paul just mentioned, we turn the L-A-W, law of consciousness, into the L-U-L-L, law of consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all about consciousness is king, and we use consciousness to shape our life experience. Yep. And that is the bottom line. So that, we could say, is a law of consciousness <laughs> in a well, not an L. You <laughs> right? <laughs> it is time for us to pivot to the absolute word, which is based on Sunday messages appearing in Daily Word, a copyrighted Unity publication, and has been used with permission. And this is for January 22nd, 2023. The word is power or dominion. Actually, in the absolute word, it was power, and I prefer the word dominion for the name of the principle. And you're going to see how it shows up now. I have sole dominion over my thoughts and feelings. I have sole dominion over my thoughts and feelings. And isn't this perfect for the law we just looked at? Okay. Yes, it is. When I listen to my inner conversation and recurring thoughts, I may hear fear-based self-limiting talk, or I may hear positive words encouraging me to live joyfully and confidently. The choice is mine. Through my innate principle of power or dominion, I take command of my thoughts, feelings, and therefore my life. I release thoughts and feelings of powerlessness. And as I do, I also release my negative self-talk. I affirm my divine faculties of faith, wisdom, understanding, and strength with my thoughts, feelings, words, and actions. The power to live a full life is mine. I embrace any insights I've gained through experience. I own my mistakes without shame or embarrassment. I am eager to learn. I am willing to try new things and stretch myself. In power, I thrive. 
I have sole dominion over my thoughts and feelings. And so it is. And so you are. This is the Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck signing off. Bye, Bill. Bye, Cher. Bye. This is Reverend Dr. Cher Holton saying thank you so much for listening. And Sal, this is Reverend Dr. Bill Holton. And uh, the three of us absolutely want you to know that you truly have sole dominion over all of your thoughts and feelings.